0: Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson and Chris Empty, and you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Chris, we got a really cool show today. We're going to be talking to Brad Sankey, who's in the voting for Diesel Power Challenge, yep. and one of a, a friend of the shop, will say. Yep. We're going to be going back to Whirly's to talk a little bit about boots and elbows. And, of course, we're also going to be talking about a new project truck in the shop, uh, a 95 Hummer.
1: Yeah, let's dive into the Hummer, right? Sure, man, yeah. uh,
0: Now, you bought this truck, correct, for the company?
1: Yeah, Nick has these things where he... he for starters, he's been wanting to do a Hummer project for a while. Okay, right. Anyone that knows uh, the, the company or listens to the show, we've done a lot of conversions in the past. We had an 85 Scottsdale with an LB7. Uh, in the fall, we actually sold that to a real good friend of ours, uh, Mark yep. Downing out of Virginia, um, to make some room for new projects, of course. Um, then, of course, we have the 04 Suburban with the LBZ, the 1,000-horse Suburban. Yep. Um,
0: the 58 Apache with 800-horsepower LB7, yeah. LB7 in it, no big and, deal. Uh,
1: Nick Nick wanted to do a new project. He wanted to do a Hummer, but it had to be a wagon Hummer.
0: Yeah, it was funny. It was right after we had the Humvee from Blair Outland at XID. So, yep.
1: yep. So Nick wanted to do something a little bit more domesticated, I guess you could say. Yeah, Uh, it's a fully loaded, you know, all the bells and whistles uh, Hummer. Uh, It's a 1995. We ended up doing a uh, LBZ in this one. Yeah. So converted LBZ Duramax. uh, It's going to be hosting uh, an array of parts. So we've. We've Teamed up with uh, companies like Exergy, for an example. Um, and Exergy has uh, provided some 100% injectors, uh, one of their injection pumps. And the goal is, is it a a 10
0: mil or a 12 mil pump? It's a 12
1: mil pump in that, I'm pretty sure. Love Um, it. And we're shooting for you know 700 plus in that. Yep, that'll Um, be
0: featuring our Stell 67 G2, the VVT model, our our DT
1: 750 Trans. You know, all the cool stuff that we do over at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner is going to be a hosted in this truck yeah um and then we did a conversion kit from the the boys down in florida at pila motorsport i was just gonna
0: say not a sponsor of the show so we're not trying to plug you over here adam or abom uh but we love you guys and and it was a really cool conversion kit that i don't want to call it turnkey because i feel like that way oversimplifies what our mechanics have done over the last three weeks
1: it's it's been in depth to say the least it was Everything we need him. Yeah. But I will say it goes to show like uh, over at Calibrated, we work with certain vendors, you know, and, and the exergies of the world and the WC fabs of the world. And, uh, you know, uh, Pila, I mean, we were on the phone with them yesterday going through a couple of the diagnostics with the conversion on some things that we oversaw. Yeah. So another company where you do business with them and they're on the phone. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's really cool to be a part of.
0: And of course, Adam Peel has been on the Diesel Performance Podcast in the past. I think we caught him at UCC and maybe one other time you yep. can go back and check our archives for those episodes. Super smart guy, uh, yeah. like super
1: smart guy. Yeah. So, guys, be on the lookout. We're going to be doing a ride along in that. Um, Nick probably has doesn't even know that we're doing it. Uh, Nick, you're going to find out probably here first. Um, but we are going to do a ride-along in that. Um, That's right. Really we we
0: pass messages along to our boss through this podcast. Yeah. Um. Straight-faced, they
1: farm <laughs> the whole nine. But I, I'm excited for this one because we, we did the ride-along with Blair Outlands, and, right. and Blair's Humvee was super badass. Do 1280 no, at 105 like, in the yeah, quarter? She was like, bam. no, uh, No discredit to that, but this is like the next evolution of uh, a conversion of this stature, just of, of, well, of what it offers. Well,
0: I, th- I think... I know I, when I think back to to Blair's truck, I love that truck. That truck was actually here back in 2013 for probably just shy of a year. I drove it all the time. Anytime they would let me grab the keys to it, I drove that truck. And then when it came back here in 2018... It was miles better. All of a sudden, it had a radio and a dash that worked and all of these little features that I thought were awesome. But if you guys listened to that episode, which I doubt you did, because you can't hear us. All you can hear is the, the truck running for the 30 minutes we drove it, and Chris and I trying to scream back and forth, that, that's not that's not the type of truck we generally build.
1: No. So I guess, you know, to, to kind of put it into perspective, in 2005, uh, Hummer did a uh, a Duramax a production run alpha okay, alpha um, where it hosted a five-speed allison LOY duramax and there wasn't a lot of them out there LOY or lbz it's an LOY. okay these are LOY. so there was a joke going on in the shop that the most expensive LOY platform that's out there these are hundred thousand dollar trucks to this day
0: yeah um, used hundred thousand dollars hundred
1: thousand dollars crazy so where Nick was on eBay and he found this, you know, Hummer wagon in uh it was a 95, it had a 65 in it and the guy said that the motor was blown. Well, come to find out it had uh, a faulty pickup in the tank. Uh so we yanked the motor, right? It doesn't matter the logistics, but we had the truck shipped from uh the eastern part of the the country. Yeah. Um I believe it was New Hampshire and then uh had it brought here and you know, to the conversion. So, you know, it's going to be a really cool project. But going into the sound uh, more specifically, um, I am anticipating that we'll be able to be in this thing and we're going to be able to have an Talk. honest conversation. Right. Um, it's not going to be the Scottsdales or the Apaches of the world. Uh, it's going to be uh, a little bit more modernized, if you will, more of long lines of like the Suburban. Yeah, um, so I'm excited. At
0: least that's the goal of the project. That we, is, we will see. Yes, uh, we did have it running. We did a first start video just yes. the other day on Instagram. If you guys are, aren't following, jump on Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner mm-hmm. on Instagram. Uh, we did have a first start video on there, so you can kind of see the the sketchy um, or outlines and sketches of this truck. And
1: the goal here is to you know we, we want to do the ride along next couple weeks, get it live, have the listeners you know view that. You know if you haven't been on our Instagram, go follow and like that. Um, but we will uh, eventually. We'll have that truck at uh, Ultimate Callout Challenge, you know, twenty. Yeah, it sounds like that's going to be at UCC. So, you know, it, again, it's not something that you see every day. It's very unique in its own way. Uh, the fabrication, the skill set that went involved in doing the conversion is second to none, like anything you've ever seen. So, it's impressive in person.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of UCC, hey guys, uh, May third, fourth, and fifth, we're going to be in Brownsburg, Indiana. That's just outside of Indianapolis yeah. uh, at Ultimate Callout Challenge Diesel Performance Industry Expo. Uh, we've talked about it a lot on this show. We're really excited this is the biggest diesel event in the country no question
1: yeah i mean it's it's cool you know the the people that we deal with on a daily basis you know they're there this is their time to really soak in what the industry is as a whole but then it gives people such as like us a chance to put faces to the names you know and the and, voices we talk to, voices to every day the other vendors to, that we yeah. deal
0: with and, and, and even the customers you know, the users, yeah. and
1: stuff like that and plus you know all these different shops get to display what they've been working on for the last year there's a lot of stuff that goes behind the scenes that no one ever discusses and talks about and then they debut it right that's that just i don't wake up on a monday <coughs> say hey i'm gonna do this and on friday it goes live it's months if not you know years of development so right. it's a it's really cool to see you know the vendors that you work with competitors you know end users and the feedback that they have you know it's just it's a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it i know you are as well we've discussed this a, a lot sure uh, not on record so <laughs> you know, it'll be a lot of fun
0: absolutely well hey one of the other things that was a lot of fun chris was our trip over to wc fab a few weeks ago uh we're going to cut to a segment of that trip uh yeah. why don't you tell our listeners what they're in for
1: so you know, being in this you know being the industry as long as I have and dealing with some of the vendors in the past, you know, there's a lot of different options when it comes to intercooler pipes and turbocharger setups, you know, compound piping, triple turbo piping, and I wanted to get a perspective of what goes into the fabrication. You know, what makes one vendor's kits different than the next. So Jason does a really good job of explaining things to look out for, not just in the product that you buy from him specifically, but just in general when you are shopping around.
0: Sure, absolutely. Well, let's uh, cut over to that now.
1: So over
2: the years, you know, just in general, the the growth of the industry and the performance, I mean, you know, we're not dealing with with gas applications or cars making 10 or 20 pounds of boost, you know. In almost all instances, our product is going on trucks where you're making in excess of 30, sometimes in excess of 75, sometimes even in excess of 100 pounds of boost.
1: I mean, the standard's 45 pounds or more. Yeah. Like, let's just be real. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But there is a lot of product, you know, where, you know, like a twin turbo kit, for example, or even a big single setup it's gonna see 60 pounds of boost. And you don't want to be using you know, three layer silicone boots that are on a 45 degree angle or a 90 degree angle. Like We strive anytime we're developing a new product to do everything we can to eliminate the need for any sort of angled boot. You know, an angled boot is just asking for a failure That's point. It's a vulnerable spot. It's a vulnerable spot, exactly. So on all of our products, if, if it's a pressurized section of our kit, an intercooler pipe, um, we do everything we can to use a straight boot connection, you know, eliminate any, the, the less, less chances for failure mm-hmm. essentially. And in a case where there doesn't need to be flex, you know, say a, say a pipe that goes from a, an atmosphere turbo to a high pressure turbo, you know, we'll typically always put a V-band on both ends of that with an O-ring seal, eliminate the boots altogether. Now, you can't always do that on intercooler pipes because an engine's mounted in a chassis and your intercooler's mounted there's to the body be. and there's flex and there's motor twist. So unless your motor's solid mounted in a race application, you know you can't go putting V-bands on your intercooler and on your turbo and put a solid pipe in there. You're going to break a lot of shit. So there has been some, you know, uh, inventions, you know, like with, with Vibrant Performance, for example, with their van gen assemblies, which is... The, the idea of a V-band clamp, but it gives you flexibility. It allows the pipe to move. So some, on some of our really big kits, you know, big twin or triple setups, you know, big boost numbers, you know, guys can pay extra and we can upgrade to the VanGen style clamp assemblies. And we'll be able to do that on the intercooler pipes and even on the intercoolers and eliminate boots altogether. I mean, we've built kits that don't have a single silicone boot on it. It's gonna cost you a whole lot more money. Don't forget about that, but <laughs> you get rid of all your boot right. component failures and you know you go to all these solid connections. Um, so that's one thing we strive on when we're developing a product, as I mentioned, is to not use the angled boots. I mean, if you're looking at buying a kit or an intercooler pipe assembly and you think it's better, or you're not, you're not sure about the product, or you're learning, or you're doing your research, an important thing to remember is those angled boots are a failure point. Um, so we try to stay away from those as much as possible. And you won't see them in our kits um, unless there is some absolute reason where space constraints are an issue and you don't have a kit you don't have a you don't have a, a, a any other option but that's very far and few between
0: all right so that was a really good time we had over at WC fab and guys we, we got to see every department of their shop we got to see every inch of their their facility it is absolutely amazing um the, there was probably the first 5 minutes that we were just awestruck about the scale of the operation over at WC fab. Uh, So over, like we said, the next several weeks, we'll be bringing you little pieces of that. Hey, um, you know, getting off of the forums, we're starting to see more and more activity on the Facebook and the Facebook groups, which are a lot easier to get into. Uh, One of the guys you're going to start seeing in those Facebook groups, because you've also recently seen him probably voted on in, or up for voting Mm -hmm. in diesel power challenge is our friend uh, and current, potential c- competitor yeah. for diesel power challenge and that's brad sankey uh brad's a great guy he's got a, a really badass lly two six truck we've been working with him for over a year uh we're excited to talk to him today all right brad sankey how the hell are you
1: i'm doing great you guys yeah
0: doing good man good day in the midwest right <laughs> that's it yeah we- weather's finally broke up <laughs> yeah. here uh now brad yeah it's nice and warm <laughs> you're you're out of uh, wisconsin you're pretty close to our neck of the woods correct
3: Yes, sir. I'm in the
1: uh, Oshkosh area. Okay, okay. A few hours. Just a couple.
0: (laughs) Now, Brad, we had you on the show today because you're in the voting for Diesel Power Challenge. Also, just full disclosure, Duramax Tuner sponsored your truck for tuning uh, last year and again this year for sled pulling. I wanted to get our listeners kind of a little bit more introduced to you. Can you walk us through your current build?
3: Yeah, no problem. Um, So my current build uh, did not... Come mainly from choice. Uh, took the truck down at the end of the season. Found I had seven bent rods. Wait, uh, oh, hold on. To, Se-
1: seven bent rods? Like I had? Yep. Seven, seven out of the eight rods.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. yep. Really drilling that yep. home, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> just just want to make sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, it uh, it was surprising. Um, you know, couple cylinders, five, six weren't terrible. You know, 30, 40 psi low. Um, compared to what you'd expect from a 300,000-mile motor. Uh, after that, uh, one cylinder was 200 PSI low. Oh. Uh,
1: decided,
3: decided might as well just go ahead and build it. Uh, so it's, it's kind of not the standard build. It's got a CP Carrillo hybrid rotating assembly. Um, and what that is, it's 202 inch, or 202 thousandths of an inch longer rod with a smaller uh, wrist pin to move the pin further up on the piston. Okay. And it ended up saving four pounds of the entire rotating assembly. Oh, wow. So it kind of helped save, yeah, kind of helped save the stock crank. Because as we all know, it's kind of a weak point in the Duramax uh, community. Sure. So I also ended up going with a SoCal 6480 uh, AF cam. Again, just to uh, kind of help the crank, even though it's not necessarily a proven, you know, you won't break a crank with one. I figured I want to give this thing the, the best shot it could um put a fluid uh fluid damper uh balancer on it arp studs then hardware throughout the entire engine uh, managed to pick up a suncoast Billet flex place they went on sale uh winter of 2017 so got it for almost half price so couldn't complain there
0: i always remember um, a good deal
1: oh yeah <laughs>
3: right right um popping off with some socal push rods valve springs you know, new, some new GM parts like lifters and oil coolers, stuff like that. Um, you know, onto the fuel system side of things. One, um, I decided, you know, time to tear the engine down for a build. Figured 60% overs weren't enough. Um, ended up picking up uh, a set of 250 overs with internal mods. Did some horse trading there. Um, went from a 10-mil stroker pump to a 14-millimeter street pump from exergy Oh,
1: wow. Yeah.
3: And then yeah yeah and last year i was on the dyno we had some some fuel pressure issues in terms of uh, lift pump supply so turns out after two hundred and fifty thousand miles the pair dog two 165 didn't really want to keep up the fuel pressure so <laughs> this, this whole off season gone to a fuel lab prodigy setup um doing it all myself all dash 10 lines everywhere kind of overkill but i didn't want to run out of fuel again
2: sure
3: um so, also made a turbo change over the winter out of necessity. Um, ended up actually grenading the 475 that was on it. Uh, so, it was a, a Bullseye Batmo Gen 2 475-87 with a one T uh, ART4 housing. Um, which,
0: which is a pretty nasty story. charger for sled pulling.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> honestly, with, with the 3000 stall converter, the tuning from you guys, um, and the way that turbo was, it honestly drove great. I got 17 miles a gallon on the, the highway and well, highway. When I say highway, I mean, crew said it's 62 on sure. the freeway. It was, uh, on the freeway, it was considerably less, but five speed problems.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> so went to a force induction, um, generation four four eighty ninety-six 96. So the 1.10 T six housing, uh, also with a V2 race cover for this upcoming season. Um, I think that pretty much covers the air side of things. Um, as for the chassis, it's got a, uh, now it's got a full billet, five speed with a DeFoe six, uh, six pinion plant. Uh, as I said earlier, a Garrett J 3000 stall uh, triple disc converter, E-locker in the front, true track in the rear. Um, just some standard Yukon 4340 cut to length
0: rear shaft. All right, uh, just standard drive ones.
3: Shaft. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're nothing fancy, right? I mean, you'll get them for, I think, like
0: 300 bucks
3: a side. It's not too bad. Sure. You know, way better than going to a full 38 spline setup.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, that's for sure. Um, I mean, that's something that we, we did on the Apache, um, and, and it was a huge project. I laugh because I think most guys who are still driving their trucks on the highway or on the freeway probably aren't looking at at some of these pieces but I love it because you are um, I think that's one of been one of the really cool things about your LLY hey man it's a great truck it's performed really well it's probably not the number one pick for a show truck we could agree on that right? yeah absolutely I
3: would agree <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but, but
3: you it, know going go ahead. going into it, it, it going into it it never was built to be a show truck
1: exactly um, you know like, like all of last
3: season I drove it to all but one sled pull. Oh wow! Every single pull, it got it got driven to. So I'd show up, jack the thing up, put my uh, my pulling tires on. You know, got to put a few mud trains on stock stock wheels. Pull um, them on and go. And then at the end of the night, jack it back up, put the crappy tires back on it, and drive home.
1: So it's one of those all go no show type scenarios. You know, <laughs> that, let them judge you. You're going to beat them. So who cares? That's
3: that's really what the goal was. You know, I, I didn't want. Sure, you know, I, I could go fix all the, the, the paint chip and, you know, rusty rockers from living in the UP its entire life, but it doesn't really get me anywhere.
0: Sure. No, no, I love it. Uh, that's exactly how I would build a truck, right? Who cares what the outside looks like? Let's see it go down the track. Absolutely. Uh, h- how did it perform last year, sled pulling? So you were in the, uh, not in the ISP circuit, right? You were Badger State, is that right?
3: Uh, I pull a lot with new motorsports.
0: New Motorsports, okay.
3: Northeastern Wisconsin. Um, They typically do from the Oshkosh, um, Michicot area north. Gotcha. I made a couple trips over to uh, to Midwest uh, Truck and Tractor Pullers and uh, went to the Hot Shot Secret Truck Challenge um, a week after I left your shop. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: now you're in the is it two five or two six class what is, what is it these days they're running up there
3: uh so we actually have a two six move board class um last year i was hooking mainly in, in our street diesel class just to be able to drive the truck our our two six class is full frame bridging um oh gotcha you know, draw bar setup yeah which could do but i i Drive the truck on the street. I mean, I still drive the thing to work every, you know, two three days a week. That's all awesome. myself. That is badass,
0: <laughs> Chris. You love those big single trucks on the street, don't you?
1: I used to. Yeah. Oh, they're so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> They really are. I mean, th-
0: we give Chris a hard time because Chris used to drive a lot of Cummins, big single turbo, yeah. manual transmission, and now he's got an old man grandpa truck with a set of twins on it, automatic transmission, heated and cooled seats. He's pretty much a princess these
1: days. Wow. Yeah, I'm old Talk as about fuck. A change. <laughs> Dude, I suck as a person. I'm not gonna lie.
3: To <laughs> uh, at least you're honest. At least you're honest.
1: One day I'm gonna come back. It's gonna be like another old like twelve valve with like a big S four hundred on it, and just. you'll still smoke. You don't worry about That's it. It's all right. You know what? I'm riding in style. <laughs> I tell you, I got a screwdriver for you. We can turn the thing up. Hey, when you come back down to get on the dyno, bring it by. I appreciate it.
3: <laughs> Perfect. I mean, Sears is going out of
1: business. You get <laughs> <That> <laughs> a good deal. <laughs> Hell of a salesman. I like it. I
0: love it. it. I love it. So Brad, what are your plans for this season? What does it look like for you for sled pulling? And then at the end here, we'll talk a little bit about your plans for DPC.
3: Uh, So for this season, um, the class is kind of sticking around. Uh, The the street diesel class with new motorsports, that is, it's not really a sanctioned class, but I am going to be trying to go down and run the outlaw class with uh, Midwest truck and tractor pullers. Oh wow! So essentially that that class is... um, if it's street legal, they don't care if it's got triples, big single, whatever you've got. If it if it can drive on the road legally, um, you can go
0: there. Yeah, worley has been running that class for a while now, uh, 1,000 horsepower, yeah, triple enough. turbo truck. Uh, that's a pretty nasty class. Do you think you can compete?
3: Uh, I would hope so. I mean, uh, it's, it's an injectables class. Uh, we all know big singles, love nitrous, uh, low back pressure. Horse induction has uh, routinely made north of 1,200 horsepower with this charger, so I'm not too concerned on the horsepower side. of it's just getting it all to the ground and getting the truck to actually hook good
1: uh, in the first
0: 100 feet, I love it, man. Well, I'm excited. Um,
1: I guess that was the million-dollar question. Yeah. Right? So it's a dedicated sled pull truck slash daily driver. Yeah, drive it to work, and <clears> then you get into the runnings for DPC. You know, what does that look like if you get voted in?
3: Uh well, looks like not much is going to change from you know what's, what's being said in this podcast, right? You know, the, the truck is what it is. Um, if I were building a truck to go compete just in DPC, it wouldn't be a big single truck. Um, you know, it's classic Midwest sled puller hot street truck build. Uh, you know, we can get away with big singles down here at 1,500 1, feet, right? So it's, it's not like going to 5, 6,000 feet. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add, you know, uh, add more nitrous to it. Um, the goal is to be running uh, essentially three stages of nitrous: um, two on a progressive controller and one on a button, uh, kind of the oh shit button. There you go. And <laughs> I, like a, 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 uh, I got a, a purge solenoid that I'm going to repurpose as a full jet. Okay. So
0: I like that idea.
3: Uh, yeah. All right, yes, Brad.
0: Um, we're getting a little bit of feedback in our phone here. We apologize for that. Listeners, we'll uh, we'll clean up as much as we can there. Brad, I'm really excited. Now, DPC, you and I talked the other day. Uh, it includes a wide range of competition. It's not just a, a power game, right? There, there's a lot of driver uh, error that we see cost people or win people uh, that challenge. What are you going to do to prepare for Diesel Power Challenge?
3: Well, um, I'd love to say I'm... Uh the best of everything right but uh let's be honest it's, we all aren't um the, the truck got a big single I already know going into it the fuel economy test is, is going to be what will cripple me um that and the uh trailer obstacle course the thing that i've got going for me on the obstacle course um grown up my entire life towing trailers stuff like that uh so i got you know Quite a few, probably bumping fifty thousand miles hooked to a trailer, if not more. So I'm I'm not, I'm not too worried about that standpoint. It's just if the power is going to come on when I need it, because even though it's not an event where you need a thousand horsepower, you still need to be able to get that trailer out of its own way and get the weight moving.
1: Right. Right. So now
3: it's going to be a lot of RPM. Um, you know, uh, probably mainly second gear, and that's that's what's going to have to work for that um a few economy tasks I don't I don't necessarily know the ins and outs in terms of can we use injectables can we not things like that if the use of you know uh, co2 is allowed things like that so interesting yep temp, temp management I think is going to be the key
0: yeah, it definitely was. Uh, I had the pleasure of being there last year as we are the official podcast of Diesel Performance Challenge. Uh, I was there last year, and I'll be honest, that fuel mileage test just smoked trucks, Chris. It just ate them alive.
1: Well, I mean, and there's one thing Brad hasn't mentioned. So, Do you have a lot of time? Uh, do you have a lot of sea time drag racing?
0: Oh, good
1: question.
3: I do not, but I have uh, quite a few events here in, in May that I'm hoping to hit. uh a local track, uh, Wisconsin International Raceway. But, I mean, I've I've definitely taken my fair, fair trip to the streets of Mexico, right? We all have. <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing hooks pretty good. Um, you know, I, I've got to got to work with you guys and get a, a second gear trans tune. I think that's what's going to really help me out um, and be able to bring the power in when I need it.
0: Yeah, yeah I like that. Cool, man. Well, Brad, we're definitely excited. Uh, listeners, grab a copy of Diesel Power Magazine. The most recent copy has the ballots in the back. I believe you can also print the ballots off online, uh, but you do have to mail them in to be counted. No electronic yes. voting. You can vote as many times as you'd like, and hey, guys, we'd love to see you put in about 100 votes for Brad Sankey each, yeah. so all four of our listeners, Brad, I think we can get you 40
1: votes, bro. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I've got, uh, I've got like 12, so...
3: Man, the whole the whole town of Oshkosh is voting for you, right?
1: Right, everybody, everybody. Yeah. I like it. that's yeah. Good.
0: Well, Brad, thank you so much for your time today. Any uh, shout outs you want to give before we let you go?
3: Just a shout out, you know, to you guys having my back with uh, you know Duramax Tuner slash Calibrated Power Solutions um, helped me on the tuning side of things. SoCal um, PPE, and that's really it.
0: Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. Listeners, check us out next week. We're going to be uh, talking to another competitor for UCC or for Diesel Power Challenge. We'll see what our calendar has in store for us. For today, this has been Chris. And Paul. Thanks for listening. The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of Duramaxtutor.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and great customer service, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's (laughs) 815-568-7920.
1: Dude, I suck as a person. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.